Welcome, welcome, welcome to my lovely IHP community. Hopefully my microphone is working well. I know it's been acting iffy. Okay, so we have some channeled messages from my lovely 5D collective. Those of you who are completely in your whole three-year-old heart, I actually had recorded a longer version, but I'm going to just give you the gist of it and save some of the material for another episode. Um, when you put into practice being your whole self, you stay with an open heart. And you are also a person, if you're mystic with Claire's, that understands learning from your oversoul is always part of the journey. So when you pick up people in your energy field who are not healed, they still have trauma and they have basically imposter syndrome, insecurities. So they go through a shame cycle, inner critic, outer critic. They get insulting and revenging. So there are people who have vindictive thoughts. They're competing with another person. They're trying to beat them. Okay, so competition is stemming always from a person in a way if there's um, basically like mean girls. I mean, that's the best movie I can use. So when people have jealousy in a way that is not productive because they don't work on their own personal development and move into a whole three-year-old heart. So they don't learn to value who they are as they are with their strengths and weaknesses. Okay, so we all are flawed and imperfect. We all have strengths and weaknesses. And we can feel healthy self-worth with them. That's why you don't compete with others and you actually ask for help where you know you are weak. And that's not something you feel ashamed of. But you do know that from a herd mentality, you might not be of value, okay? And being able to know this with equanimity is easy for a whole three-year-old heart. So when you choose to maintain an open heart and you do the human love narrative, and that's either on your own or with a good therapist, okay? Returning home to yourself, you actually are able to always move into power that is yours, worth that is yours, words that are yours, healthy boundaries that are yours, and trusting in your magic, the magic that is not only mysticism, but science is magic that works, okay? But yeah, we have a special relationship with our oversoul, and that's something that is really beautiful. For those of you who have Claire's, you will have right about now with that lovely portal achieve the sense you know love is all around and your deep dive has taken place slow and steady wins the race and you are working on maximizing what you've gained clarity on and so you've learned from the past you have become loyal to what you love and yourself and you've laid a foundation and your body is your home and your mind is your home your brain is your home Okay, so people that are here, you are able to understand gossip with wisdom because it's not misalignment, meaning we don't need to judge it. The Enlightenment Soul Age Group wording is what I'm going to use, not the spirituality. The Enlightenment Soul Age Group wording is always with the human elements. So I do Enlightenment the human way. If you want a belief system, then you have said guru, even though he doesn't promote a belief system, he promotes a lifestyle that is within the realms of spirituality, and he is a very beautiful person who is sharing wisdom with the world. So you can go down that path. But on that note, 
Okay, three-year-old whole heart, your implicit bias, you know if it comes up, those things you like, you like or don't like, you can call them also karma. This is where with Sadhguru's inner engineering course, you'd find out about this karma stuff because he talks about it in a certain way and then he continues to expand on it. So when we pick up people who are envious and jealous for they have either imposter syndrome, basically they're having a hard time. They don't succeed the way they want. Their brain doesn't work the way they want. Whatever it is, they're, they're having a tough moment. So they think of somebody who instead for them is excelling and they feel that that's unfair. That's a teenager, but it's also a person who's in their biochemistry of fear, ruminating. People who are with Claire's, we pick up on our peeps. The collective has themes, but so does our oversoul, okay? And when we pick up on people who have this type of suffering, even if they're thinking things that might not be nice, we, one, don't focus in on it, and two, we allow ourselves to do one thing in a state of compassion. I wish you well. I'm so sorry that you are feeling so shitty today. I hope you feel better tomorrow. That's about it. And really, the energy basically doesn't even come near you. The only reason I know of certain things is because I maintain... The 4D readers in my forefront so that I can have those who read energy in a specific way confirm my hunches because I will feel hunches, but I am so at this point in my human being 5D mystic journey, um, when people are in their shame, that's a child who doesn't know themselves and didn't get soothed. So it's uh, really not an energy that I perceive because people choose the human suffering narrative there's a bazillion of them so it's so much the choice that again you you eventually don't feel certain energies when people are suffering because they're choosing not to move out of it it's uh i don't even know how else to oh that's right i i learned how to recalibrate my nervous system to being in a state of love that's that's what it is the ventral vagal so it's easy for me to stay in physiological compassion. I differentiate. I'm like, this is not my nervous system. I'm good in my body. I woke up really great. So there you go. That's it. I'm done. And that's through years of being a person who pick, picked and picks up on the collective. That's why I have my readers so that I can remember to present themes to my lovely listeners in case you are picking up something. So if you are picking up on a bunch of people who are envious, jealous, or whatever around you, what you're going to do if you're a 5D mystic is say, I feel so bad for you. I hope you find your happiness and you keep doing your, your stuff in a space of healthy self-worth. If you want to be a teenager, then you're going to go ruminate about it and make up big stories and think of it with your friends or something. Or go to a 4D reader and hear all about how they spit vengeance from their mouth for you. Uh, and not really that, but... Okay, either you move into grown-up land or you stay teenager. So that's it. I'm done with those energies because, yeah, there's readers. If you want them, I'll, I'll, I'll send you some readers. That way you can stay on board with that. But don't tune back in here because I'm all about love. And that's not love. That's a person who's choosing to stay in an insecure space with their own body, not to understand that another person is insecure. Like, go, go get good therapy. Do something versus sitting in a low energy. That's how I'm going to put it. Okay, so... When I hear of people that are in this state, it makes me sad for them. Then uh, if people want to justify talking about it in a certain way, I'm wondering how old are you, okay? So if you're a teenager, fair and square. If you're a grown-up, you don't do drama. Emotional grown-ups don't do drama. Open hearts, okay? Open hearts. And I'm going to use some stories. So when I was growing up, there were 
a couple of moments where I realized I'm not valuable to the herd, I'll put it this way, okay, with my brain. My brain doesn't do well with regurgitating material. I don't do well with logic. My left mode doesn't store information. I'm not going to bother trying because it requires me to put a lot of effort, and I have other strengths, so I let my weaknesses stay, and I let people help me. That's why we have a collective and a co-creative effort. I don't need to do everything. That's not how it works. We work together as a species. The human love narrative, we stay open-hearted independently from meeting people who instead choose to close their heart and then choose to do shame, blame, fault, and revenge. So when I have been treated in certain ways by people who have this energy of envy, jealousy, spite, I personally have not noticed it that same way because to me, all of those energies equal a low self-esteem person. So I'm in the, I'm in the presence of a person who cannot emotionally sustain themselves and I can and I'm not superior but I can physically do something that they apparently physically cannot and so if I know that I can lift you up and I can stay open-hearted why would I not do that why would I not use my strength what for so the people who are not here what it is is that they don't have this they don't have the ability to soothe their own nervous system when they're in an emotional situation. So they, they do something different. They didn't show up for me. I am not intimate with my body and I'm not intimate with others and I don't know love. They didn't show up. I can't trust anyone and no one will ever show up for me or whatever. It depends what story their body's telling them and that they keep putting in their mouth and that they keep just using. And there you go. They only in a human suffering narrative, but also don't use their ventral vagal state. For those of us who instead don't do that, we're not like, oh, they didn't show up for me. So now I'm not going to lift them from the ground because they, no, <laughs> that, that actually seems like a cop out and a lame one. And that's not nice. Okay, so staying open-hearted while others have other things in their mind and are closed off is an actual thing that doesn't have a challenge and it doesn't have a story. It has, some of us don't have trust breaks and heartbreaks in the way that those who do human suffering narrative, okay? And we just say, wow, hopefully you'll find your worthiness at some point and know that you don't need to reclaim your power, that you're not a superhero or supervillain or needing to rescue anyone we're all here together as a species evolving and learning how to use our brain and our body the embodied brain okay so when you can understand love it's very beautiful it's very simple and it's very comforting to be in your compassionate state so when you have the inability so as i was saying of my brain and you know you're not worthy to the herd but you don't have the worth, but you have good worth, self-worth. You just sit and say, yeah, this is my weakness, but it's okay. I can take it like a grown-up. And so in those instances, for me, when I was going through school, when I got out of it, where I recognized that I felt that I wasn't good for the herd, because could use information a certain way that I can't. <laughs> I literally can't. I actually understood without taking it personally why I was not being involved and so that's that that's it 
when I got to be a grown-up, what I noticed is that when I was with certain people in professional settings, there was one moment I shared with you that where I found myself being a bit critical of my colleagues, and it was accompanied with a specific group of people that also felt the same way. And as I did that last conversation, whenever it was, it was a long time ago, but I just remember saying, what are you doing, Maria? This is not you, one. Uh, it's petty. Um, it's mean, meaning because the energy behind what we speak is what we'll notice it. And so I was noticing being in an energy, but I was noticing it was as I was first. Okay, well, if you're talking about it, you need to disengage. What can I talk about? Furthermore, do you really think that this is what, like why? Why are you invested in this group in the first place? Are they are they a match? And this was the second group in a. And this is professionally speaking that I had became aware of of a certain way of not connecting. And I was evaluating again with colleagues. So when it comes to professional settings, you have people who match their self worth in their mind to their network which is not something I do, but obviously we have different choice points and different moments of awareness of ourselves. And like I said, I became aware of myself. I did not appreciate myself or with that in my mouth because it was untrue, unnecessary, and these groups are not my group. And that's because they don't resonate with what I feel for this planet, for the world, any of it, none of it. So the reality is I wasn't being protected. You know, the whole protected by the universe is a bullshit statement that only people who need somebody to fuel their fire, what does that mean? Some people need motivation to continue believing in their dreams because they don't believe in their self. In the absence of there being some entity above or, or below, whatever, okay? So some instead we do. We believe in our dreams. I have a name. My name's Maria. I just want to help people, and I'm okay with that. And I know that I can uh, get to where I want to get. I'm already here. That's the point. You believe in yourself to the depths of your being. Nourish the talent your spirit is free. I'm going to read to you all that lovely poem. That one I got when I was a 16-year-old. I want to make sure to get it right. So on that note, because I'm that type of person, I don't need to be motivated by anything outside of me because though I got told again and again and again by my primary caregiver, you're doing this for you. You're living your life. I'm not going to be living your life for you. I can't think for you all the time. I can't, you know, so by being repeated certain things, I would say that I got lucky that way. And then by having the open heartedness towards life. And that's thanks to Jesus, by the way. He definitely is the man. So, believe in yourself. Here it is. This is by Bruce B. Wilmer. Believe in yourself to the depth, the depth of your being. Nourish the talents. Your spirit is freeing. Know in your heart when the going gets slow that your faith in yourself will continue to grow. Don't forfeit ambition when others may doubt. It is your life to live. You must live it throughout. Learn from your errors. Don't dwell in the past. Never withdraw from a world that is vast. Believe in yourself. Find the best that is you. Let your spirit prevail. Steer a course that is true. And on that note, when you find yourself comparing yourself to others, just allow yourself to notice, is this a group that I resonate with? Is this something that I would be involved in? And really, I don't need to use this energy to explore this, this situation. I can explore it differently. I can explore it with the fact that, so for me, I know I have, again, weaknesses when it comes to certain ways that people want to work. 
and its weaknesses for those people, not for me, but I will be able to acknowledge that for society, if they work a certain way, that I won't be an ideal asset. And that's okay. I don't want to be. That's my point. Okay, so when you're yourself and you don't feel unwanted in a way of a child in your body, you won't have this envy, jealousy going on. Some people have made a way that they can explain jealousy or envy, and they have a way they live with that, and then they get motivated by it. So that's a very different story than feeling resentment towards a person and a situation just because you are actually in a very bad mood with how your brain is working or your heart is working and meaning the emotions. So people get upset at what they're experiencing. Frustration is the word I should use. Okay, so when I get frustrated, which I don't as much anymore, <laughs> I'm trying to think of stories. Um, I'm going to use when I was a kid. When I was in college and it wasn't frustration, I was sad. But whenever I'd get low grades and anything lower, no. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> Even thinking about that, I'm like, no, my teenager's right here with me. <laughs> I'll never forget when I got that first C. I was like, <gasps> Average, okay? So it's not about the average as much as it is the pride. This is where, uh, in, in doing good in school, it's the only job I had. I want to be proud about what I'm doing. I want to put in the best foot forward. And learning how to embody that you want to put your best foot forward versus that the product, meaning the object, is what is the success. Okay, so uh, my mother gave me another one of her all right, did you do the best you could? Because I had gotten C's and I was calling her from afar and crying. And I said, yes. And she said, well, then what? Do you want to kill yourself about it? And she's trying to be reinforcement. She didn't mean it that way. And I'm not a person that needed to be tended to in a way of being careful with words in that sense, because I know some others instead, they, they have to watch that, those expressions, right? But for me, it wasn't in that case. And, and I appreciated because see this where I love life. So the minute she said, so what? What are you going to do? Kill yourself every time you get a C? You know, like, why are you making basic issues? Trying to say, don't make such a big deal. And it struck a chord because I'm like, no, I would not at all. What are you talking about? That's crazy, crazy talk. And uh, that, you know, kind of shook me into, mm, that's true. Wait a minute. Why am I doing this? And from that moment forth, I never, ever, ever <laughs> felt that way again. So here's what expanding consciousness is for people who organically move into just their self because you don't lose believing in you and staying open-hearted as a three-year-old who then grows up. And I use the three-year-old because the first three years of our life are all implicit memory, okay? So I feel good to be Maria with my weaknesses and strengths. And I feel good and okay asking for help where I don't know stuff. And I'm okay with people teasing when they're like, you're woo-woo or pseudoscience or you're dumb. It's okay. I am dumb. <laughs> I don't know everything. I'm not going to make it into my journey to try and achieve something that is not my strength. I don't have to. I can share life with others and not be strong all the time. So here's where for some of us, it's okay to not be strong all the time. We're okay with being vulnerable. And let's move into the next channeled message. So the people who get frustrated because they have weaknesses, they're self-judging themselves. Instead of saying, I have a way my brain works, I can be flawed and imperfect and not of value to other people, I have value to myself and it's okay. 
the people who will love me. They will not highlight my weaknesses in a way that will be unnecessary. But at the same time, I won't make it into something personal. I learned to be a grown-up with it. And so I learned to be a grown-up with areas where we will tease. I will get teased in family. And I'm okay with it in my heart. And so that's how you move into becoming a grown-up with your emotional stuff. And let's talk about opening hearts and closing hearts. So some people have chosen as they got older to close their hearts because of trust breaks. Others because they began life with unfortunate childhood trauma. And if they get good therapy, they choose to open their hearts and to live life fully with people who are functional adults and so that they talk to them like grown-ups and they don't do shame, blame, fault, or revenge, okay? So a person who is getting good therapy will make sure to spell out how they feel because they're being walked through that and they're being walked to move into secure attachment. A person who already has it, like myself, we don't need to be walked through it. We know how to do direct communication always. So for me, staying open-hearted was a choice at the adolescent adolescent years when I met all the immature teenagers and then I grew up and saw all the immature adults. It's called immature emotional responses. All the adaptive children have pain points. That's why they have leaders that grab those pain points and they harness them and they want to be harnessed because they're looking to feel seen by those who get them and to be superheroes together and to go fight supervillains, and then to go rescue. And there's your codependent dynamic. So culty cult, traditional cult, and uh, ethical cults. And there you go. So they find their spot, they find their solace, their self is pleased, appeased, and happy with the group. And they get to go marching around with their bystanders to fight for that which they think is their uh, calling, and then that the whole world should see. And we see a bunch of them, Uh, but they're being loyal to what they love and they want to be shiny stars and so they follow shiny stars, okay? So people who are emotionally immature, I'm laughing because they project all of their shit and they talk about love, but they don't know love because again, if you're sitting in vengeance in a room because your brain can't do something and somebody else you love can and you actually have envy, jealousy, and spite, a good therapist will help you get out of what is really, really unfortunate um, shame cycle. It's a really not nice place to be, rumination. And people don't understand that the therapist can help them get to the bottom of it. And it will always be something that took place when you were younger. There could be many events, but it's knowing that it's normal to feel those emotions, one, but that your body is in a state and your brain. And so it's about moving out of it. And it's not a one-day thing. It's a thing that you would do until you are able to move out of whatever, you know, uh, heartbroken stuff. So back to us and enough about the people who don't know how to choose to do good for themselves and each other and to grow family and friends and loved ones and to be around all people. So when I chose to stay open-hearted, I've shared the story with a couple of people and with you all. It was because I noticed my My heart was closing, and I noticed why. Of course, I know my story. And it isn't human suffering, people. It's human love, meaning I wasn't like, oh, my God, now I'm dead. No, actually, I was like, I'm not dead. My heart's a muscle. You can't kill me because of a broken heart. (laughs) And the fact that 
the song, Elvis song, you only hurt the ones you love, what I recognized was something different. My loved ones can help me to work with people because I'm not going to have all people that like me for who I am or that speak to me kindly. So really, it's not true that they hurt me. It's that we have differences and my emotions come up and I'm very emotional. So I had always had the, you're too sensitive. And it's like, you know what? I am too sensitive, but I feel emotions. So I'll just learn how to feel emotionally in a way that I can talk about it. That's called you having people healthy self-worth. So organically, some of us moved into this because with secure attachment, you do know you're worthy and you will not feel unwanted in the same way of somebody who has a shame, defectiveness, heartbroken, one, two, three, four, okay? So I feel unwanted. No, I feel that I'm different than another and that it's okay for them to express it and that I can grow my emotional feelings up to become a grown-up, okay? And so that's what happened. And as I move forward in life, that's exactly how I maintained it. Having relationships, let's talk romance. And so I'm a solo poly, but I got to moving here in time because my teenage boyfriend and I were in a monogamous relationship. I then eventually led myself to an open relationship and then the twin flame thing and twin flames took off and BPS, that documentary is, is a bunch of bullshit, but I understand why it's not even a documentary, it's whatever docuseries. So if any of you are in any interest for Twin Flame Serious Chit Chat, we have paid subscription-based model content. And serious means basically just spelling out certain things. But yeah, it's not in any way, shape, or form needing stages. It's not toxic. There's not... They created a collective. They're calling it the Twin Flame. They've put an identity. And, and you know, when people create books, that's what happens. They created a narrative. So... On that note, the narrative of love is that your twin flame or flames are your own pieces of your own oversoul and or the same oversoul doesn't matter the story. If you have a relationship with your oversoul, you won't be seeking for somebody to tell you how to navigate. So what we see are relationship coaches essentially for people who want to go down that path um, and personal development as well. So the people who choose to stay open-hearted, they know. The people who choose to close their heart, they know. And when people talk to each other, they have a way. So in this case, one, you will be choosing to stay open-hearted if you're a human love narrative. And that, where that means being vulnerable. That means opening up. That means sharing who you are. That means being basically a naked, not physically, but the essence of you and so if you're crying if you're saying a story whatever it is and not looking back to all of the times that the relationship in a romantic way didn't work out <laughs> and I'm, I'm i'm laughing because i don't understand how people don't have this figured out but they do they do mentally it's the physical emotional part that they don't work on and that's because they ruminate once the story is over versus say we're different it went different ways. We went separate ways, and that's it. And you process the emotions that arise because, of course, they're going to arise. And I always use the one that I uh, tried to negotiate with because we had decided we would get married eventually, and they said, no, but if you did what you're saying, you're going to hate me after 10 years. And they were right, meaning as soon as they said it, I was like, you know what? Yep, that's right. You're right. Totally right. Okay, so when you know yourself, this is what happens. People speak to you a truth about you in the way that he was doing, and you won't deny it. So when I've told people, 
you are a closed heart recently, one of my friends. It's okay, you don't have to let me in. I don't need to get to know you because you're protecting yourself. I didn't say that part, but I just said it's okay. <laughs> We're having fun this way. You can keep doing your stuff. And it's because of me knowing that they have some deep wounds that they need a good therapist to heal, not a person to randomly say, hey, open up your heart and uh, let's, <laughs> let's become something. No, that, that's actually not in any way, shape or form what I would personally say to a person. Actually, I would advise against it. And like with my friend, when I said, hey, you shouldn't be going out on dates now. You just got broken up. Don't you, you need time to yourself. I told my friend, it's your Achilles heel. You think that a woman is going to make your life magical. It's not a woman. You make your life magical. And then a woman comes and you can be happy together and create your 10 of pentacles. Okay. So For those of us who have maintained open-hearted spontaneity, if somebody comes to me and says, open up your heart, I'm going to assume that they want to build something with me. And this is an erroneous assumption, my lovely listeners. It's an erroneous assumption because assuming anything means you are putting already ideas into your head that will not necessarily come forth and it's based on one sentence so remembering that we speak words but that actions are louder than words and so in time you will see if a person is wanting to actually build an emotional relationship with you okay that's why the twin flame thing there is no saga there's a special bond a grown-up knows how to handle that without pointing a finger and becoming a not very nice human being to another person and vice versa because they created stages and all that they did they created a distorted situation which actually let me take steps back my collective our collective are securely attached adult human beings with their emotions in the forefront i'm speaking to people who don't need to be babied into life means you understand that you're an emotional being if you have your Head in check means you have a good therapist if you need that because of trauma or your head in check means you know how to handle whatever arises from your body and to use your words appropriately and to behave civilly. Doesn't matter if somebody spits in your face as long as they're not physically touching you and coming towards you, you can use your mouth to talk. This is what my community is. And that's because it's all about the human love narrative. Again, I repeat. So... The ability to remember that actions speak louder than words and that people are in a secure attachment or not, I get to be gifted the opportunity to share this with you because I'm trauma-informed and attachment-informed and all of this. I didn't know about attachment, which is why I was not in a place of knowledge at certain moments of my life. As I gained those pieces of information, things began, began to become clear when it comes to every single one of my lovely relationships in a way that is explainable. Okay, so on that note, I love all of my relationships and anything that emotionally took place while some people want to think that this is hiding, because believe me, there's <laughs> people that think I hide my feelings. This is not hiding. There's a way that those who have a window of welcome for emotions handle So some of you might be over here, some of you might not, but if you're choosing the human love narrative, it means you're understanding how to work with the ventral vagal nervous system and to be in a physiological state of compassion. Okay, so if somebody says to you, 
take down your walls, you know, be basically trust me. Do you trust me? Or just in they're trying to tell you to trust them. Okay, so it's basically open yourself up to me, your heart. That does not mean that a person is interested in building an emotionally heart-to-heart relationship with you. I'm just trying to share with you all something to keep in mind. It's like with that professional that I had the uh, misalignment with about teeth and cleaning. (laughs) This is the same example, but different. Because obviously opening up your heart means that I'm actually going to be making myself vulnerable emotionally, mentally, right? So it's something intimate to the extent of personal, while professionally it's something more about money and uh, negotiation and figuring out, wait, we're on the completely fucking different page. So you can be on a completely fucking different page with the person that you're investing time in. And that's why, like I said, assumptions disengage from them when it comes to romance and when it comes to relationship building overall and just remember that actions are what come and that's what you want to look for the words are a promise that is a potential quote unquote but even here it's not really a promise or potential because people that do Teenage land is how I'm going to call it. They have a way about them because they follow stereotypes and stigmas and they have a way that they go about not being transparent. Or So whenever you meet a person, if they are casual, know because their words will match the that you want to look for. The minute the words and actions are a mismatch, you don't have a securely attached person in front of you. You have an indirect communicator. And that is the minute that if you are a functional adult, you're not going to say anything because you don't know shit about them. You can ask and then from the answers and then from time, time always reveals all truths. So time you how how a person loves and if they love. And that's when you love. And so when we open each other to the possibility of love, It's because we believe in it to be possible. But it's a possibility, not a done deal. And when people close their hearts to life, they choose because they can protect themselves from hurt. But the sad part is they just don't live the same life that they could live. So yeah, um, another message for some of you is don't use your time to try and figure out who is open or closed-hearted because that's none of your business. It's going to instinctively be made aware to you. And if you trust your own gut and you then use your own words with authenticity and genuineness, just allow yourself to organically build something. And people who are dreamers and doers, they're the ones that are living the highlight of their life, like I am and any one of you who moves here or has moved here. We don't stop believing in humanity or in love because people have unresolved trauma and they have hot buttons that get triggered when they're around us. So the human suffering narrative does not actually take any type of leading. They don't, it doesn't lead. If you are a 5D person, you are human love narrative material. So you're not going to spend time being angry 
You might be sad for people, but you move into equanimity out of respect because you understand that every state of consciousness chooses their journey and you don't partake to the human suffering narrative or to the separation consciousness, to the illusion that something is broken or that something needs fixing or that something needs blaming or faulting or don't fall for the illusion of what is a trust break and a trauma safety behavior towards our species and our globe. So we don't allow the mass media, all of the situations that we do know are here to create dysregulation in our nervous system that leads us to a safety behavior nervous system of fight, flight, freeze, fawn, flop, drop, or attach, cry, collapse, submit, please, appease. That's why we are three-year-olds with whole hearts who don't need a leader because we know how to self-regulate our nervous system, talk to our lovely little brain here or big brain, whatever it is, and say, hey, it's a collective effort. We want to work with the smart people who are trying to get things going for the environment, for the water, for all of it. So we're going to maintain our groundedness in equanimity as an actual, true FYI leader does, not the authoritarians or the basically individuals who are keen on, basically they're not keen on shit. These are heartbroken human beings who have used their brain the same way I can use my brain. The difference is they got an amygdala running their brain, I don't. And anyone who is a 5D person who's in the infinite of their human consciousness is using their prefrontal cortex. So when I see a person who thinks they're smarter than another person, no, they're not smarter. The same way you can read someone, I can read someone too. The same way you can excogitate in your brain something, I can too. So the difference is where they're running from. And the people who are using platforms, the safety behavior people, the traumatized people is what I'm going to say, but I'm not talking about the ones who want to go get good therapy. No, I'm talking about the ones who are actually building their little groups. They're little. They're little because human evolution, it moves towards more of humanity. They're a dying breed. All of those who are silverbacks are a dying breed. That they're not gone yet is because we have people who fall for shiny, shiny, because they are also people who need to understand their options and opportunities. And here's where there is no, the 4D keeps talking about spiritual warfare because it's a time of transformation. There's no spiritual warfare going on to my lovely mystics here, unless you want to believe. If you believe in that stuff, go to your 4D readers, okay? So what we have is a time of change, and we have very important topics, our environment, our ecosystem, our economic. We have what we've always had, our governments. We want to understand what's happening and why we have groups that are voting and moving towards those ancient silverbacks. There's the one political science dude who talks very well about it, and I'm adding that it's people who have pain points. They all come together and they rally up because they all have an amygdala running the show. It's not a demon. No, no, it's their amygdala. Their brain works the same way. Then they got narratives. They got stories that they follow. And every single one of them, you'll find that they follow a narrative. When you care about human evolution and human love and human life, you're not following a narrative except for the human loved one, which means we're all hands on deck. Let's get it together. We know what needs our support. We know where we need to go. We know what we need to do. It's called staying grounded in reality, voting, 
uh, volunteering, opening up businesses. It's rolling up our sleeves and getting things done and not getting caught up in what right now is a divide which has been very clear. It's, it's a divide that has always existed. I say quote-unquote because it's not true that it's always, but it's become obvious. And you know what happens when two come up? There's going to be a third. So there's going to be a new harmonizing. And, and actually, when you look at certain things, economically speaking, like this book I have to read at some point, if I, I want to, I don't have to, I would love to read it, The Pendulum. Okay, so we swing back and forth. So cycles are cycles. There is nothing that is broken that needs fixing. It's that she's here. There's a recalibration. And when recalibration happens, well, there's shit that quote-unquote hits the fan. Like I said, we're not here to talk about the future because we're here in the now. If you're a 5D mystic, you're here in the now. And if you're not, then uh, I'm here in the now. Whatever day it is, this is the 13th, I think, that this will come out. Okay, I'm, I'm not in the future. But FYI, I have seen my future. <laughs> so I'm pretty comfortable knowing that the earth will continue to be. But I'm going to put that to the side and say, even here, I know that that's in my mind's eye. But what I know most of all is that together we can work it out and that I as any person who is in 5D with the human love narrative, have faith in humanity because we are all a potential whole three-year-old heart. The birthright of every person is to be a restorative embodied self. The good therapists talk about this, not the bad ones. The good ones tell you that if there is a brain structure situation, there is time needed to figure out, is it you know childhood development, trauma, or do we have something different? And the good therapists help people to get there. And then there's those of us who can be safe havens, secure bases for each other. Okay, so staying open-hearted is the choice. And that's because whether it be romance or friendship, no one can break your heart and create a trust break. That's only if you're keeping score of someone and or those who you have in your circle showing up for you the way you want them to or not. And that means that you're not a grown-up in your emotional body yet. It means that your zero one-year-old wants to be soothed by someone. And every time that doesn't happen, you project your trust break because it will be, oh, you didn't soothe me. Now I don't trust you because you didn't make my nervous system feel better. Because you didn't take my side and you didn't do this and you didn't do that. And there you go. So people hold account of how many times people will have showed up for them or not. And then they decide that that is what it means to be a human being. And they keep this going on. And instead, a person who stays open-hearted, you know, you, you, you figure out that's an unfair expectation, request, demand, because... I'm saying you have to take care of my thoughts and emotions for me. And that that's going to make my physical life better. And I'm laughing right now because <laughs> that's a bullshit statement. Because you have your nervous system in your body. So that you can say, I want a relationship to securely attach. Okay, great. Now that you know that, go on the apps, go on dating apps, find the person or someone and get onto that uh, therapist list with Terry Real, for example. Okay, it's about romance or friendship or just humanity. Anytime somebody has the human suffering narrative, to me, it's, oh, they didn't soothe your nervous system. I'm so sorry for you. 
The ones that are in the, uh, everyone's evil, well, that, that's just a whole different story. And on that note, when you get the opportunity to learn about um, what it means to open up your heart and not actually have a safe space, what I can share with you from the wisdom is that, again, you make a quote-unquote unfair demand because you chose and you chose things. So if you choose to be vulnerable, it's your conscious choice taking a risk. Taking accountability and ownership is different than saying, I'm stupid because I fell for it again, which is what the teenagers do when it comes to romance and friendship. So grown-ups, we don't do that. We say, okay, we are in a predicament as you grow up, obviously. So I learned how to use more words as I got to get older with my open heart. And in fact, if there's one thing, let me share. Romance doesn't happen unless a person is a consistent tango dancer. For those of us who are securely attached, because I can um, believe that I'm in a relationship that is headed somewhere. Believing is seeing at a certain point, right? <laughs> so in time, I will be revealed if what I believe in is true or if what I believe in is not true. And if it's not true, does it mean that it's a disappointing heartbreak for all of future relationships of any person? Okay, this is the way that you can navigate emotional planes as you contemplate in your head instead of using movies that make you see people eating Ben and Jerry's or going out and fucking or drinking or doing all that other stuff. Okay, and on that note, um, let me share another another tidbit. You have gone through a big transformation. It's been at least a couple years, if not more. And that has given you the ability to open up your heart and understand what I just shared with you in a hopefully most humorous way possible. And so what I'm trying to say is opening up one's heart to love is never something that you will regret, that you can have quote-unquote disappointment, but that's an unfair statement. Although, of course, we use all words because you sit in equanimity, so you can say disappointment because I didn't like it. It's not disappointed because it's another person. There's me and another, and it's an unfair expectation because it's actually basically saying somebody needs to love the way I love or think the way I think. This is what it is to be a mui, meaning you know you have thoughts and feelings and others have other thoughts and feelings, and they run their show and you run your show. So you create secure connections and not secure attachments. Secure attachments are for people who consistently, consistently, my heart can always be open and vulnerable and you're there for me. And when I'm getting excited about something, you're excited with me. That's a secure attachment. And that is not ever changing in time. It only grows. If it changes, there's no change. <laughs> if there's misattunement or misalignment, then you have recalibration because you're like, what? What are you doing? Hey, where, where is this? So we have an episode in the future on the one and how, you know, we move beyond those concepts. It's because there are not the one, there are potential ones. And it's if you match on a open-hearted scale as safe haven secure basis for each other, people, that's securely attached grown-up land. 
but our hearts don't close towards humanity and the story of humanity and relationships and da-da based on teenage behavior. Okay, so for me personally, as a teenager, I made the choice to stay open-hearted. As a grown-up, I made the same choice. It was very different in the sense of how it plays out because as you grow up and you're surrounded by human suffering narrative people, <laughs> you got a bunch of people that are really not talking a good talk, okay? And so on that note, though, it's very straightforward because a human love narrative is like, stop, stop with all of this shit <laughs> and you just learn how to just disengage from them. I will close on out with this one. So when I shared with all of my heart about my lovely stories, my twin flames, my soulmates, all of it, I have one human being who basically at a certain point, I found out through means that they made a statement. Maria doesn't know how to love. She has a problem and I think she needs help. And basically to give you the gist of it, I got gifted a book that I would have thrown in her face that I never did and I never opened and I don't even know where it is because I found out that I was given a book based on something that was never disclosed to me in person. What was disclosed to me was something very different, which was why I was like, what? You're not supposed to lie in intimate conversations to another human being. You're supposed to tell them what you think. And this is a very special bond to this day. That was the day that I was made aware that people that know you and they do love you by through their teeth. I didn't care about them going behind my back. I didn't care about the gift. I cared that every single one of those moments where we shared talks, I was being lied to. And that is not okay because I'm opening up something that's meaningful to me. I don't give a shit again how you distort it. Oh, let's fast forward, shall we? When they got to encounter their twin flame And I've had more than just one story. And here's where, as a grown-up human being, and as a person who understands what it means for people who don't have the ability to navigate life from a space of love, there's only one thing that you do. It's the right silence. And I love to use the little song, if you can say something nice, shh, say nothing take a bit of good advice. And as a teenager, I recognized that teenagers didn't give a shit, but I give a shit. And I'm not going to compromise my heart body because somebody doesn't know about their unresolved trauma, human suffering, and be jealous. Whatever it is, it doesn't see it's so small and insignificant. And at the same time, so painful. There ain't no devil or evil. No, that would be a great story. If there was something like that, hey, I'd be like, ah, let's all go chart. That's not it. No, what's it is a human being who has suffering in their body, who doesn't know how to handle it because they don't go to good therapy and who's playing the martyr or superior and is a codependent and a lot more. And no, not speaking it. Of course, I've spoken things in a way of a grown-up though and not in a way of trying to tell somebody what to do. And do you think that the person... No. See, here's the thing about people who choose the human suffering narrative and live with the spiritual bypass and live basically as codependent types who don't heal their childhood trauma today there's plenty of good information as patrick tiahan points out they believe that they are the victim of their very own story and that they are just suffering as those who they read about i'm anointed i'm a martyr ah i know all of the pain and the suffering so fyi when people are miserable it's a sad deal and there's no need to say something because it's not nice one and two it's not necessary 
And three, it won't make a difference because they're not awakened to their own suffering. They're projecting it all over the place. And it isn't something that hurts a person's feelings. It makes us sad for them until it doesn't make anything because it's their pattern. Once you're a pattern of your karma, a person who does dharma is just seeing you because you've chosen who to be. That's who you want to be. I have to disengage from everything. Uh, no, I don't disengage from anything. Actually, just an example, I continue to present the good therapy information to all of my loved ones because I'm not a liar. But I'm not going to be mean and an asshole about it because that's where I'm not an adaptive child because, see, I don't need to prove that I'm right. I'm not trying to prove shit. When you care about people, when you care about people's well-being, you're sharing shit like I share with my community. I don't need to prove to you anything. You're either going to hear what I share with you and then look into it curiously or not. It's up to you. Like my mother says to me, and there you go. See, we will present how we were handled and held. I have the objective awareness of it. So I will share with you the wise words that were shared with me the entirety of my life, and they still are. It's your life. It's your life to lead, not mine. I bring you information that is helpful. And as a mystic, by the way, I love channeling guidance. I love being woo-woo lady. And I love knowing, though, that sciences can explain it because that makes it tangible and allows us to dismantle the 4D narrative, the martyr narrative, dismantle things that keep people in the human suffering narrative without them even knowing it. The person who I love dearly, by the way, I don't have any different relationship with them, but I know that they're not an honest person with me, but I know that they're not an honest person with themselves. And I also know, thanks to the trauma-informed stuff, that it's too painful for them, that their adaptive child doesn't want to meet the inner child because there's terror. And I actually know of the terror. I know of the terror. So this is the part. <laughs> it's a... It's not a double-edged sword, knowledge. It's a beautiful way that I have personally to share with you equanimity. The land of knowledge is you being able to move beyond personal stuff from a three-year-old heart to a grown-up heart to a person who just knows how to take in information and apply it because we're all human beings versus somebody's more special than another. But I don't need to be sued by you people. <laughs> This is a difference. I'm a one-year-old that doesn't need to be soothed. I know how to regulate my nervous system. And I'm okay with you not soothing me, meaning you can spit at me. You can, again, this is a personal share. What I'm trying to present to you, healthy self-worth in words, but it's a body that feels, it's not even fuck you. I learned how to move beyond that as a teenager because there's so many people that apparently don't have an ego self. And I'm like, you do have one. <laughs> I have one. You have one. We're humans. You're not different than, than I am. I'm not different than you. It's so straightforward. It's not even funny. So human suffering. It's a narrative, but it's also the existence of a lot of people. You don't have to partake in it. And I definitely love being able to share with you how you don't have to. And when you present to people who you love information you can't make it into oh guess what because that's actually again adaptive children try to prove points and they are doing what they're doing like what I got given I got given something because of an individual thinking I needed it not to mention them not ever taking the opportunity to speak the truth and then when they got into the relationship they said to me I didn't believe you about the twin flame. Now I know it's true. Those who are 5D mystics or functional adults, a whole three-year-old heart, a person who knows themselves, 
does not need validation. And so one, this is why those who have a twin flame journey don't need somebody telling them about their journey. The people who are on the twin flame collective journey, just put them to the side because it's people who are working through growing up emotionally, okay? So every silverback has a group because that group is not their whole three-year-old heart. They don't know who they are. They haven't regained their oneness with their self and they're not grounded in reality, so they ignore everything about good trauma information and they ignore disengaging from a story and the ancient texts and just they ignore expanding consciousness. Okay, so Twin Flame is a real deal, but it is not one, a saga, and two, it's not something you would even have a question about in the first place. And if you have Twin Flames, the same thing goes. You don't actually need the different ways that the 4D is organizing it. Those are all people who are seeking, by the way, secure attachment connection. So for the ones who expand, we move into polyamory, for example. That's one of those reasons for me that it stands to this day, I have lovely bonds. They won't ever just be people in my life. So it would be lying to a person to say, I love only one. No, I love many, not one. And by the way, I also love humanity. So the, the way that you feel life is something that obviously every one of you decides. And when it comes to the polyamory lifestyle, that's where some people embody loving many. And it's not just about romance or sex for that matter. Actually, sex has nothing to do with love. That's very objectifying. But the people who are polyamorous, they're all in that for different reasons. Some also are just exploring. Okay, so on that note, when a person doesn't know their self, they look for confirmation validation outside. And when it comes to the twin flame journey, people who don't know who they are, they are identifying with stories because they're also in spirituality bypass. So you'll find that there are definitely areas that um, people go through. But enough about that and more about staying open-hearted is your choice. Staying a person who has faith in humanity is your choice. Learning good information is your choice. Being able to discern, no, being able to, I'm going to do this episode, not today though, uh, for another day, maybe on the 16th or something. We'll find out. But I want to start doing a little bit of um, giving you copy. We've done this already before, but giving you copy, so content, and helping you to understand shiny, shiny versus, you know, just coming into something with the awareness of there's nothing shiny outside of me. I'm a star, you're a star, but really what I'm trying to say is I see myself. It's when you have the ability to move into your secure attachment by navigating to your ventral vagal state when yourself gets into doubt, uncertainty, unwanted, unexpected. When you are in doubt with your thoughts, your nervous system is also engaged with your feelings. And learning to understand that is what I want to try and help you to do when I'm reading to you and then presenting to you something different so that you can identify your inner world and then allow your left mode to say, hey, wait, calm down. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to have these types of questions. It's a journey and always grounded with using appropriate professionals for those big, important questions. If there's, for example, the, um, if there's the need for trauma therapists, it's important to notice that 
if you're a person who's in a toxic relationship. So I will close on out. The individual that I love to death, I've mentioned more than once good therapy because of the pattern of their own romantic. They're not polyamory. No, they're monoamory. In fact, very much so. And they have situations that they are, it's been I don't know how many years at this point. So they only come to me for guidance from a mystic perspective because they're also a mystic. That's not the only person that does this. And I am a person who does not appreciate being in an in-between that isn't expanding, but I also am not going to be a person who abandons people in the moment of their need. And so I do the best to meet myself in the middle and then to provide whatever I can to be a safe haven, secure base that then also contributes with good information. And the good information in this case is the neurobiology of attachment, our uh, attachment insecurities, patterns. It's not the stories of esotericism and metaphysics. No, that part is not in any way, shape, or form. Actually, it's, hey, tarot is only energy, and it's not going to tell you the future. It doesn't give you all the answers. The Akashic Record readings, they don't give you all the answers. You're not going to necessarily improve. So I actually make it very clear to them, Reiki, Reiki's great. It helps to clear energy field, but it's not going to take necessarily action in this and this okay making it tangible it won't solve shit <laughs> it only supports you it supports you okay and no matter how i have tried to expand this is the part in conversations they leveraged the mental health component one time and i shared with you that story and i say leverage but see this is not a person who is conscious of what their zero one two three four five six, seven-year-old year is doing. I'm consciously aware of it as a grown-up who knows about trauma and what it means when I'm presented with a structural dissociation situation and more. So when I'm being, quote-unquote, manip you don't manipulate me, you can. That's something that can happen in a specific way, as my divine masculine friend and I have discussed. And I acknowledged it after having first said, no, you couldn't. But then I said, wait, yes, because he, because of who this person is and how they have entered my life. They know that because they're a person who's an observer. They're a person who understands how people work. So they know that, and I know that right here. And I don't have any plan on disengaging from the trust that I hold with my friend and an open heart just because of, for example, conversations. But really, it's because my friend doesn't present to me a threat. Even if, as I told him, you would do it, worst case scenario, you'll find me crying on the floor. I'll get back up and I'll walk out. And, I'll, and I will have learned something about you, that you are you know, capable of this. That's it. That's all you did. You, you didn't do anything else. It's not something new to me that people can choose to manipulate. And again, my friend is not involved in this. He, I right here. I will trust him unless there's reason for me to realize that he doesn't have my emotional best interest at hand. That would require a very specific number of situations to take place before I would really be like, hey, wait a minute, what are you doing? <laughs> uh, you seriously, you know, I, and, and, and this is the part. A grown-up will say, are you, are you kidding me? Are you seriously doing this? Are we, are we doing this? Is this what is this? <laughs> what is happening? I will present to my loved ones what I notice and I will ask questions. I will not assume that you are on purpose trying to do something. Okay, that's very functional adult right here. 
So in this case, I know the pattern of my loved one. I know they have issues. I know that they need a good therapist. I know they don't want a good therapist. It's been years. It's been years. So putting all of that to the side, again, giving you examples of how a person who can see the truth and will leave open-endedness because of having trust in all life, meaning every person has their own best interest in mind. So I know that that person is just trying to help themselves to feel better, even if they're playing out a pattern that they're unaware of, okay? So it's not my place to specify anything. And again, I'm also choosing now. I don't want to be a therapist. I'm a friend. I'm a, I'm a lover. I'm a person. When it comes to our episodes, I channel guidance, but it's always food for thought. It's always to expand your own ownership of your life. I ain't babying you. You're not babies, people. And if you need a babysitter, then there's plenty of 4D mystics out there and others who will tell you what you are. That's not your name. Please use your name. That's who you are. Learn about neurobiology of attachment, trauma, and then get on board with good therapy and then come back around, okay? Once you're an emotional, mature grown-up who can handle your own nervous system and not project it. So in this case, I had a hunch. I had a hunch of what was happening because I did not give the person what they wanted because I could not. I did not have the material time to give them a tarot reading, which will not have solved again anything in the pattern of rumination and then structural dissociation and basically toxic trauma bonding relationship that's what i'm assuming it is but i'm not going to be a labeler so i assume it feels i think maybe okay that's it maybe and it's not my shit so i'm not going to get involved I just know right now I can't do this thing for you. And so I'm going to have to tell you, no, I can do this for you at a later date. I will let you know as soon as I can, but it won't be today. Okay, so this was my answer. They know that I don't have time. And then they went to say uh, something that was pretty extreme. No, 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 no. They said, you know what, maybe... I think maybe I should go to therapy or something like that. So they mentioned therapist. And I said, oh, that's not a bad idea. I can send you some sources if you want. And that's when I figured out that they were doing that on purpose to keep me there, if you will. But again, unconsciously, because then they came back to say, well, no, you don't have time right now. You, you're, you're working. And that's when I was like, well, actually, I have a handy list because I keep one, which I do. I keep one handy for people who need it immediately so that I can provide support because you know it's my thing to help people. So I said, it's not a big deal. It'll take me one second and then I'll get back to work. And I sent them the list and lo and behold, it's been, I don't know how many months, they did not call any of those numbers. So I didn't need to confirm by having a conversation because I'm a grown-up person who's not going to meddle in the life of another person. I'm going to do what I can to support. I even gave them the reading when I had time. They had already figured it out. There you go. They didn't really have any questions. So if a person wants to take their well-being into account, they will. If they don't, they won't. And a good portion of human suffering narrative people, that's where they are between mystics and not don't matter they don't have to be mystics they can be silverbacks who are saying ah polyamory they're all whores that one made me laugh i love that oh that that lady she's a fun comedian i have to watch some more of her stuff so on that note open-hearted people we have fun uh we don't do any of the other drama it's not even funny when i think of people who don't know enough about being human and on that note 
I hope you had a very beautiful new moon because the new moon energy is still about and you cleared away that which didn't serve you, clearing out the clutter. This is one of the actual cards that called to me. So um, as we close on out, speaking your truth and recognizing your uniqueness. So when we have people who don't recognize it, it's a sad story for them. They don't know how to be at home and lay a solid foundation within their own body and mind. To be at peace requires a person to take their left and right modes seriously. To learn from the past means to use the emotion sensations that come up and to clear it. To clear it means a lot of things, but it doesn't mean projecting it. It means tending to your inner well-being, doing life with things you love, being with people you love, knowing how to handle the sensations, though, can require people to walk you through your nervous system for some time so that you can break a pattern that is inner critic, outer critic. And then that does the denying through the shame of not only shame, guilt, fault, revenge, but also envy, jealousy, spite can keep on building. And then we have alcohol, sex, drugs, food, toxic relationships, shopaholicism and withdrawing withdrawing doesn't mean you isolate from the world it just means you don't expand from that and you do the little wheel and um anyways so some people they are not moving forward right now the collective that i'm channeling for you are you have moved forward that's my point you are able to see beyond whatever came with your past and to hold it to speak it to honor it to honor your journey and to also honor humanity. People are not uh, with unresolved trauma on purpose. There is no need to talk about devils or evils in that sense. Um, we can look at our species history and know that they lived one with animals and in darkness. And the explanation of how our nervous system works actually gives a very clear answer to why we have a survival mode. Your brain is not your enemy, but it is an anticipatory organ. Your implicit memory is not your enemy, but it is implicit. And what arises if it's too much, it will not be uh, something that can come up in a way of you maintaining um, your sense of ease. Rigidity and chaos are what come up when people are not stable emotionally within their body and their suffering. And so manipulation for a person who is suffering, and here's why it's, for me personally, not new that you don't make a difference in a person's life. Because see, to me, yes, did I give the person some information? Did I make a difference? No. Because they continue to live their actual very, very detrimental pattern of their default mode network only being activated as they relive their re-traumatization experience since the moment they were born up till, because I know their childhood. So again, I know stories. And as my lovely colleagues, because I learned with therapists, have said more than once, we don't have permission to say something if people aren't asking questions. Because the adaptive child is going to protect every single one of them from what is pretty much a dissociative aspect. That it's, um, And I understand what those words are. You don't have to. But my point is, just to be able and for you all to live your human love narrative is a gift to yourself, to humanity, and to then move into becoming, for those of you who will, your Zen master, I welcome you because my intention always is to inspire your higher 
human potential and it's infinite but also to support those who have um, the ability to hold space for people like my loved ones this person is a loved one they'll always be a loved one that they are not a person who can always have the best of intentions it's not anything that affects my life it affects their life it's only sad if I have to think about it because it's a helplessness that we all have. But see, here's where a securely attached, functional adult human being, my one-year-old and my two-year-old and my three-year-old and my four-year-old and my five-year-old and my six and seven and eight and nine and 10, 11, 12, all of those child parts, I, Maria, as a human being, and, and I speak these words to share with all of you something that hopefully you can recognize and begin working towards if you are not here. I am not here to soothe your nervous system. I'm not here, mother, to soothe your nervous system. I'm not here, father, to soothe your nervous system. I'm not here, sister or sisters, to soothe your nervous system. I learned how to self-regulate as an infant born into this world thanks to the one caregiver. No, probably thanks to my twin and my caregiver because I'm a twin. So there you go. I have drivers like anybody else. I have a way my brain works. There's a very explainable way to how we grow up. But what I'm trying to present here is healthy self-worth. I, in my heart, feel no obligation whatsoever, never have, because here's the one thing that I've shared with you more than once, and that's why being held, how you were held is very important. I know how I was held, and I also know my personality. Okay, so we'll close this one out because it's an important data point to share. Yes, self-agency driver, great and dandy, but I also have personally the bonding and the certainty ones like anybody else. However, I acted a little bit like a mommy as I was growing up to my lovely twin, okay? So, and to other children, I just would read to children. I, I would sit down and have all the children sit like good little boys and girls, and I would read to them. I memorized Sleeping Beauty. That's my first story. I love Sleeping Beauty. In fact, it's one of my favorites. I think I dressed up like her. And if you remember, there's that one song, uh, I read it to you. In fact, that one is a very cute song. I met you once in, upon my dream. I know you, I met you. Yes, that one. And which for my 5D mystics. So this one's a great one. Hold on. In case they didn't hear it, I know that some of you did hear it, but let's uh, read that one for those who didn't. So this song is, I know you, I walked with you once upon a dream. I know you, the gleam in your eyes is so familiar gleam. Yet I know it's true that visions are seldom all they seem. But if I know you, I know what you'll do. You'll love me at once the way you did once upon a dream. So it's very cute. Obviously, we all know about the <laughs> stories that don't work like this, right? But it's still actually for mystics. That's something that happens with our oversoul we are able to recognize through the gleam in the eye, by the way. That's uh, so amazing. But what I was trying to share is I got told not to be a mother, basically. You're a child. You're not here to be the mother. What I'm trying to get out is this zero one-year-old of every one of you is present with you. So mine knows how to be a grown-up. And no, I don't owe anyone the ability to soothe your nervous system. I can use better words today to say these concepts that I've always known because of the trauma therapist that I learned from, because of Daniel Siegel with the Mindsight Institute and his attachment lifestyle course, the interpersonal neurobiology course, and the disorganized attachment and dissociative identity disorder course. I know because of NICABM trauma basic courses that I don't have certifications, but I have hours. 
I know because of somatopia trauma, basic courses that I am certified in. And then I also have my lovely awakened embodied certificate courses. These are not certificates that I'm trying to spit at you because they need to be validated. No, you can go look them up. You can go learn yourself. I learned what it means for people to be human and what it means for people to have unresolved trauma. I know that I don't have trauma memory lingering and that whatever I work through are emotions that I'm good with because I don't get overwhelmed and I don't owe you shit and you don't owe me shit. And I actually am very happy to know when people know this because it's great. That means we're going to have fun. And that's why, like the sad guru quilt, you're a shit, you're a shit, fuck you, fuck you. And that's it. Those are the friendships that a functional adult will build. For those who don't live this, we don't give a shit. We are going to learn how to be nice about it because that's what a bigger person, no, I'm an adult emotionally. I don't have to be bigger. But if really I must spell out how I feel, well, my feeling is that I'm smart and not in a way of regurgitating anything. No, no, I just see what is a human in front of me and I know that my nervous system picks up on your nervous system the difference is I'm not a dead sure idiot I'm going to wander and I'm a person that doesn't have hot spots because you can't break my heart it's a muscle people you can't make me feel unwanted and you cannot make me feel defective because that would mean that my left mode brain chit chatter would be my worst enemy do you think I'm stupid? Because see, this is my reasoning, Maria's, about any of that inner bullshit talk that people have with themselves. The minute I think I said something along the lines of, I'm all alone. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing? And, and then there was another moment in my life where I was like, yeah, are you done? Uh, and it was in this way of, mm, Maria, <laughs> I'm going to slap you, even though you can't slap yourself. Okay, so I'm just saying, like, there's a way that you are equanimous. If you know it, you know it. If you don't, you don't. Uh, it's a beautiful place. I will share with you that. And hopefully I've made it clear how to get a handle a little bit on your zero one-year-old. Um, FYI, if it is challenging, please don't do it. Meaning if you feel uh, those dissociative aspects of depersonalization and derealization, it's important that you notice that for yourself. Okay, so don't um, overwhelm and keep love in the forefront, keep you in the forefront. If you need anything, ask your questions. I hope you have a wonderful day and that the new moon and all the 1212 portal has brought to you a level of readiness for the winter is here and, you know, well, for some parts of the world and so are the holidays and, you know, it's going to be a great couple of years for those of us who are choosing the human love narrative to bring to the world. And then for hopefully the human suffering narrative to get more good therapists and stuff like that. So have a great one. We'll be back again with more. 